today's topic is about evangelism and revival, and we have a very special guest. His name is Andrew Scarborough. Did I、That's、say your、right. surname correctly? It's some say Scarborough, some say Scarborough. It's totally fine.、I、used to live in the U.S. and everyone said Scarborough, so I, I really don't mind. <laughs> well,、yep. I lived in the U.S. for six years. Yeah. So Aussies say Scarborough,、mm-hmm. and and our friends in the U.S. would say Scarborough. Okay. Well, I'll、yeah. stick to what I know. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, we know that you're an evangelist and also a revivalist at a very young age. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So,、uh, you know, thirty-two,、uh, married. Three children. We just had our third child, about seven weeks old, and this is actually after the doctors said we probably wouldn't ever be able to have children. And、wow. we were ministering in Alaska one time, and、wow. this lady said、uh, to my wife, "Have you considered having children?" And she said, "Well, I've got、uh, severe polycystic ovaries, and it looks like." The doctors are telling me we may never have children, but、uh, thanks for asking. The lady said, "Oh, don't worry about it. I knew you were coming to speak at our church, and I've been praying. I had a dream, and I believe that you're pregnant. You're about 21 days, and it's a boy." And she was 100% correct.、Wow. So we've got、uh, we've got three miracle children. They're absolutely amazing. We live in Melbourne、mm-hmm. and、uh, really minister all around the world. I work for Youth for Christ Australia、mm-hmm. a few days a week, and、yes. then other than that, we have a, a ministry. We have a charity, and we we are a, a not for profit. We move、uh, wherever the Lord sends us, wherever we where to go. So,、uh, just being in Canberra, being here,、uh, is absolutely amazing as well. And so we we really do go wherever the Lord would lead us. I'll be in Canada in a couple of weeks, and in the UK、mm. in a month or so. So wherever He He says go, we go. So we're evangelists, revivalists. Our heart is to reach the lost and revive the found. So wherever there's someone that doesn't know Jesus, we want to share the name of Jesus and、mm-hmm. share the hope of Jesus with them.、Wow. And wherever、uh, there's people that do know Jesus but maybe have grown a little、uh, little lukewarm, a little.、Mm. Fallen asleep at the wheel, we we love to get alongside them and say, "Wake up! Come on! The harvest、mm. is ripe! Jump out in there and、mm. and love to breathe life into people." So, well, I love that breathe life into people.、Uh, so you've been to quite a few countries now. Tell us about Australia at this stage about evangelism. Yeah, well, it's a you know it's a really interesting one here in Australia. Evangelism,、uh, it's become. I don't want to say a buzzword, but it's definitely become something that people are considering a lot more. Interestingly, denominations and churches used to employ evangelists, so、mm-hmm. they would employ someone.、Um, often, there would be an evangelist that would do the circuit. They would call it. They would travel around these, these circuit riders. They would travel around and preach the gospel, and that's what they would do. And、uh, but for many years now, we we have found a real focus on the teacher shepherd、mm-hmm. when it comes to the church. Yes. And how do we look after the church? How do we grow the church? But in terms of how do we actually get out onto the streets, share Jesus?、Mm-hmm. How do we meet our neighbours and share the gospel with them and see them make a decision? I think、uh, that has probably lacked a little bit in Australia, but I'm、mm-hmm. seeing a real resurgence of it.、Mm-hmm. I think movements like Awakening Australia have really sparked、um, something within people to say, "I am the church, and I get to I get to be a part of this. It's not just."、Uh, The pastor or the preacher or the priest that、mm. gets to share the gospel. I have a voice,、mm. and I、um, I am a minister of the gospel, and so、uh, 
uh, I think evangelism is really ramping up in Australia and it needs to. Yes. One, you know, we know that the church is declining in terms of numerically, but two, we're faced with a societal challenge where everything from freedom of religion is, you know, there's a real uh, pressure Mm -hmm. when it comes to sharing the gospel. Mm -hmm. And how long are we going to be able to share the gospel openly and freely in Australia? Who knows? And so now's the time to get out into the the harvest field and to share the gospel and to be bold and to be... um, not not bold in an offensive way, mm-hmm. you know, as in, of course, Jesus was offensive. They killed him for his message. So we mm. are going to offend some people. But um, bold, you know, speaking the truth in love. love. Wow, that's beautiful. Oh, that says it all, really. Speak the truth in love. You've been, to, you've been around the world as an evangelist and you've seen how Australia works at the moment and how the guy is moving all around the world. Tell us how do you feel that we can help each one of us as individual to help this movement move along with God? How do we make it happen individually? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. And I definitely see that, you know, all across the church, people are asking the question, you know, what is my role to play? Because so often we, as as Christians, you know, we go to church and we, we have this wrestle in our hearts that says, you know what, I know that I'm created for more than simply uh, sitting in a pew. I know that I'm created for more than even, you know, for a lot of people, it's like, yeah, I, I want to be a good Christian. I want to follow Jesus. But I know that following Jesus is more than simply serving at a local church. Serving at a local church is so important and it's fantastic and it's needed. But we know that there's more. And, and so, but often, you know, as I've done evangelism training, I did a bit of work with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. We did trainings and we offer uh, evangelism trainings to churches. And as I've talked to people, I've said, okay, you know that you should be sharing your faith. You know that that's what Jesus called us to do. Why aren't you doing it? And the two main reasons are, one, I don't know how, and two, I'm afraid. Mm. And so I think for people... If anyone's listening and they're saying, you know what, I want to be a part of this move of God. I want to be a part of this harvest. I want to be a part of um, being, you know, an evangelist. Jesus said, go into all the world and to preach the gospel, you know, to to teach them what Jesus had taught the disciples. He said, go out and, and teach them this stuff and baptize them and I'm going to be with you. And and he really did. He send us, sent us out on this great commission. And so if you're listening and you're saying, I want to do that, but I don't, you know, either I don't know how or I'm afraid. The first thing I would say is go on a journey of identity. Grab your Bible and and look at what Jesus says about you. You know, it's true that as you wrestle with the fact that you're a child of God, you're not an orphan, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you're not some dirty sinner that, you know, Mm -hmm. doesn't have anything to offer the world, Um, you when you look at the fact that you are called, that God is with you, that he will speak for you and through you, that he draws the church. You know, when you go when you go on this identity journey, you come to a place where you go, wow, it is true. If he is for me, who can be against me? Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, if people can go on an identity journey and really settle mm-hmm. that heaven is cheering them on, mm-hmm. that then then it takes away that oh I'm so scared. It's like well, <laughs> don't you're scared, but 
push through and allow God to to move and to speak through you. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing I would say is, you know, so firstly, go on an identity journey. But secondly, I would say is upskill. You know, so many people, they spend time, energy and effort learning, you know, how do I uh, how do I get fit? <laughs> how do I, you know, how do I be a better husband? How do mm. I do it, be a better wife? How do I be a better parent? How do I be a better child? How do I be, you know, better in my field of, of you know, if you're a nurse, you're going to nursing conferences. Mm. I was just on a flight coming here mm. and the lady's going to it that I was sitting next to is going to a children's books conference, you know, oh. because she wants to be better at what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And yet, how often do we stop and actually upskill when it comes to evangelism? And we say, mm-hmm. how do I get better at sharing the good news? Mm-hmm. A friend of mine, he says this, it's good news. Why do we share it so badly? Mm-hmm. And often we, we just don't know, like, okay, cool. How do I actually talk to someone? I'm on the, you know, I was on a plane today and and, and sitting next to this, this person and saying, hey, um, you know, where are you at? when it comes to your faith? Do you have a faith? You know, have you looked into this? And a lot of people, we don't know how to start a conversation, let alone, you know, bring in the gospel. And so I just encourage people, you know, read books, go to conferences, um, listen to podcasts. I've got a podcast, you know, that I do. There's there's all sorts of resources out there, but get, get equipped in how to share the gospel. One thing I just encourage people to do is search uh, the three circles. So if you just Google the three circles, three circles. it's a really simple evangelism tool. Uses mm-hmm. three circles, and um, you can do it with anyone, anywhere, as long as you've got pen and paper or even a phone. And it's just a way of saying, "Hey, can I share with you uh, this thing called the three circles?" And by the end of it, time after time after time, I've seen people saying, "I want Jesus." Mm. And so it, we just need to upskill and get out there yes. and and put our, you know, put put the skills that God gives us to yeah. the test yeah. and allow him to build to build his church well, through no. us. Yeah. Very, very good answer. And obviously some, some tools are anointed by God, inspired by God, and that's why they're very successful spiritually and practically. And now tell us quickly about your podcast. How do we find your podcasts? Yeah, so it's it's just uh, Your Awakening. So if you search Your Awakening. Your Awakening. Yeah, that's to, As one word. Yeah, Your okay. Awakening. Mm-hmm. And uh, there'll be more, more content coming up mm-hmm. into that. But I do address evangelism i talk about how do you share your faith mm-hmm. and uh, i've written some books on this as well and so, mm. I just, so when you say you are or you your your y-o-r y-o-r yeah awakening your awakening andrew you told us that you've been to quite a few countries i i've been to uh about 16 maybe uh, i lose track sometimes 16 uh, okay. or 17 countries now no. And you were there, obviously, as an evangelist, a speaker, teacher, coach. Yes, that's yes. right. Yep. So uh, predominantly when we travel, uh, it's for for some form of ministry. It's quite <laughs> funny. Often my friends say, oh, you have such an amazing life. You're traveling all the time. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, it's good. I've never had an overseas holiday. <laughs> I've I been know. to 16, 17 <laughs> countries. But I've never, like, at most, I'll get a couple of days at, at mm. maybe, you know, every now and then I'll go, oh, let's just stay in this resort for a couple of days at the end of the trip. But uh, it's it's a lot of travel, it's and it's and it's it's it is it's always full on mm. from the moment we take off to the moment we get home. I'm yeah. I'm often quite.
quite exhausted, but oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Because I know you have experienced revival in these nations that you've been to, and that's what I wanted to ask you. However, you know, it's very engaging, isn't it? When we're talking about revival, it's God's spirit. And you're one we got together, and moving we got to send revival upon these communities, these nations, cities, and people. Yeah. So I can understand how exhausted you would have been. Yes. But tell us the, the fruit. Tell us about the results and the faith that you guys experienced. Yeah, you know, revival is an interesting word. I think uh, revival is often thrown around Mm -hmm. as a word. You know, it's a a bit of a Christian buzzword. It's like, oh, we want to see revival. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and I've been to Wales and and a lot of people know about the Welsh revival and what happened there. Mm. And I think that, you know, we see revival on multiple different levels. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we see personal revival, uh, we see corporate revival, you know, we see a, a church revived. And then we see societal revival where actually across, you know, a town or a city or a region, um, you know, statistics are changing around alcohol and domestic violence and, and all of this because the gospel is having such an impact. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my heart burns to see, you know, societal revival to actually see the church breaking out and making a huge impact in the community. And I probably, I would say, uh, North Pole, Alaska is one town. It's a, it's a real town. Yep. If you, you know, <laughs> yeah. we, I'll be back there um, in a few months. And so wow. it's an amazing town. And uh, the church there is called North Pole Worship Center. Everyone laughs, wow. but it's true. The pastor's wife uh, actually... Her parents run Santa Claus House. And so if you put a letter in the mail uh, anywhere in the U.S. and address it to Santa, it goes to uh, the Wyman Wyman family. And they are up in North Pole, Alaska. It's just you you can't make this story up. It's so funny. But, you know, this church, North Pole, they are... They have such incredible influence in the high schools. They have some of the biggest drug lords of the area have gotten saved through that church and, and are now worshipping Jesus and mm. just seeing, you know, that that's what I would call societal revival. And so I've been privileged. Remember when I first went there, um, it was this smaller church. Uh, it's still a large church actually for the region, but it was a church in transition. And we just went and we ministered. And I remember doing an altar call and just saying, hey, it's my first time here. I hope I'm not out of line. But every time I've been calling your pastor, he's like fixing something on the church. He's fixing the heater. He's fixing the the snow plow. He's fixing this. He's fixing that. I said, is anyone standing with this guy to like reach this region for Jesus or is he alone? And I said, who wants to stand with their pastor, you know, and reach this region and, and, and really lean in? And mm-hmm. And people just flooded, like they flooded the the altar. They, they people were weeping, mm. hugging the pastor, and mm. and then we went back and the next year and we ministered again. Then we went back the next year, and often when we would minister there, church would say start at ten a.m. and we'd finish at four p.m. Oh. Sometimes some nights they'd pull me out. They'd say Andrew, your flight is leaving. We've got to <laughs> go because go. we'd start at six p.m. and we'd finish oh. after midnight. Wow! And we were seeing people get healed and people set free. 
But what was so exciting for me is that this church has grown more and more and more. And by no means do I take all the credit, you know, mm. all the credit gives, you know, goes to God. And there's other ministers that minister there. And it's we're all one family, all working towards the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. But what I've seen is I've seen a church come alive where now they do things like on um, it, during summer, because obviously during winter it's just snowed out. But during summer they do a... Uh, a serve the city uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so people come to church for church and they don't actually go into the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. They pull into the car park, they go at, and then they go out into the streets mm-hmm. and they share the love of Jesus. So revival, it needs to look like something. At the most beautiful level, I would say, is when we see society begin to change and we yeah. and we really make an impact and we're seeing the drug dealers come to Jesus. We're seeing... but. It always starts with one. Mm-hmm. It always starts with a person. Mm-hmm. So that first person that said, "Right, mm-hmm. I am. I'm in. I want to. I want to see North Pole, Alaska, mm-hmm. impacted with the gospel." You know, mm-hmm. and then that's, and then, and then the next person, the next person, then the whole church is on mm-hmm. their feet and they're saying, "Right, I'm in." Mm-hmm. And then day after day, week after week, they get out wherever they live, work, and play, mm-hmm. and they be the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's when we'll see revival. And I'm believing for it for Canberra. I'm believing for it for Australia. Mm-hmm. And I could tell you stories, so many stories from, you know different uh, Asian nations, different European nations, African nations that we've been to where we literally on the streets, we're seeing blind people see, we're seeing mm. people get saved. And and yeah. th- that's going to be, and it already is in some areas, that's going to be our reality in Australia. I wow. absolutely believe it. Well, me too. We can summarize because I'm a change agent. I think revivalists, it's a bit like a change agent. Yes. Right. Uh, God is transforming people and societies and communities and churches, but we are the change agents. We are willing to be used by God, yeah. working together, and the faith of everyone come together and for God to pour out His Spirit, His transformation upon each community, each church, or each city. So I think change agent's a good name, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, because really a revival is waking up that which was dead, you know, that which was asleep. It's reviving it. It's waking it up. It's yes. saying, hey, you, you were this you can now be that and you need a catalytic change. You need something Mm. to snap, something to change in someone where they go, I am the church. Wow, Jesus is the light of the world. You know, they have these aha moments, but then it has to move into action Mm -hmm. where, you know, you don't just order your coffee in the morning. You say, can I please have that coffee? And I just want to encourage you, Jesus loves you so much. Mm. And if, and if, Every barista in Canberra heard Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. for the next couple of months. Mm -hmm. Can I have a coffee? Jesus loves you. It would Mm -hmm. change Mm -hmm. so many lives, you know. Mm -hmm. And then same in in our, you know, at at the local petrol station, same with our neighbours. Hey, good to see you. Hey, I'm praying for you. Can I pray for you? You know, when Mm -hmm. when someone says to you, I've got a headache, you don't just say, "Oh, oh, would you like a Panadol? You say, wow, can I pray for that headache to leave right now? And then you pray out loud right then, right there. I just pray for this headache that it would leave in Jesus' mighty name. Mm. Amen. Wow, that's faith. A mountain mover, hey? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so now tell us, before we go to a break, uh, our listeners are listening right now. If they're listening right now, they say, I want to be a revivalist. I want to be evangelist. I want to learn how to be a revivalist or change agent in a spiritual sense. Uh, how do we learn it? Uh, can they contact you? And how do they get to uh, see anything that you have written down already? Absolutely. So it's easy. 
Yeah, yeah. So probably the best way would be, I mean, if you Google uh, Pastor Andrew Scarborough, you'll, you'll probably get all of our websites. We have several websites. I'm mm-hmm. working at condensing that. Mm. Um, so com and yourawakening.tv, there's some great ones. And then we've got books, uh, one's called uh, from Hater to Healer, One mm. Skeptic's Journey into the Supernatural. Mm. And then uh, the other one's called Where Rivers Flow, A Guide to Capturing the Heart of God and mm-hmm. Sharing It Across the Road and Across the Globe. And so mm-hmm. you can search Andrew Scarborough, Where Rivers Flow, Andrew Scarborough uh, from Hater to Healer, or just search Pastor Andrew Scarborough or Evangelist Andrew Scarborough, and you'll uh, you'll find it there. And if you're worried about the spelling, just look up Are You Going to Scarborough Fair? Everyone <laughs> knows that song, and that's the spelling of the last name. So okay. Andrew Scarborough. And uh, we'd love to invest in you. I've written blogs, books, podcasts. There's multiple sermons online. Mm. And uh, I also offer coaching and, mm-hmm. and mentoring. And if you're part of a church or a ministry that would like to grow in evangelism or you yourself would love you to get in touch. I feel very importantly, as a revivalist or evangelist or missionary or worship leader, you need to have a pretty close relationship with Jesus. And having a close relationship with anybody requires that dialogue, that going, that relationship building. It's not just the uh, head but also the heart, but also you got to have that loving conversation between the two. And some people call it prayer. I think without that, it's kind of like, I love you, but I don't ever want to talk to you. So tell us more about this area that you personally experience too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, it is, it is just so important. I mean, no one, you know, at least who wants to have a healthy marriage gets, uh, gets married, you know, has a great big wedding day and then goes, cool, that was nice, and thinks that they're going to have a healthy marriage if they don't don't cultivate the relationship, they don't talk, they don't spend time together, they don't work on their relationship. And, and it's the same with God. I think, you know, Christianity is so much more than just a ticket to heaven. We're not just, we don't just, it's not all about getting saved, you know. So many people can be like, yep, I got saved, that's, yep, and that's great. Now you enter into conversation. Now you enter into relationship in, in a much, much deeper way. And, and so one of the things that I've learned uh, just so much about uh, is prayer and mm-hmm. intercession and the importance of prayer and the importance of coming before the Lord in that way. Mm-hmm. And I think when I was younger, and I'm 32, so some would stay, say I'm still quite young, but I know when I was younger, prayer for me, it just... It didn't float my boat. It wasn't exciting. It was like, yeah, let's go to a prayer meeting. Who cares? You know, it's like, (laughs) and my Nana, she would always pray. She'd be praying for an hour in the morning, an hour at night. And I thought, oh, I can't, you know, but the more I have fallen in love with God, the more I have desired to pray, the more I want to speak to him and the more I want to hear his voice. And so what I've realized is, Prayer is a natural reaction to a love relationship with God. The other thing that I've realized is if we want to be effective, it all starts in prayer. Whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. What we contend for in the heavenly realms is what is going to be released on earth. Mm. And so if we want to see revival, if we want to see our friends get saved, we need to be praying. And my nan, she would always say this, oh, Andrew, you're on the twice a day list. 
which means I'm praying for you twice a day, which means you have not been good lately. But oh honestly, I believe it, it, it saved me from, from all sorts of things in my teenage years. Yes. And I, I do believe we have to pray. We have to pray for Australia. We have to pray mm. uh, for those that don't yet know Jesus. And we are in, I would say that we are in some of the most extreme times, mm. I, I dare say the most extreme time, that we have seen in Australia's recent history um, mm-hmm. when it comes to religious freedom, when it comes to um, the debate that's heating up around uh, abortion, around euthanasia. There are all these things that are going on. And we're actually, I believe we're seeing this this spiritual battle that is going on mm-hmm. for our nation. We're actually seeing manifest in ways that we, that it's been more covert before and now it's all coming out. And it's like, whoa, we are like Australia is in the fight of its life. Like it, you know, the, we are fighting for a generation. Mm-hmm. Never before mm-hmm. have we had so much pornography available. Mm-hmm. Never before have we had so many alternative thoughts on all sorts of range of issues. And we have got to contend in prayer for our nation. Mm-hmm. And we've got to contend uh, in action for our nation and I just encourage people, you know, I don't know where you're at in your relationship with God, but I would say um, there's a scripture that says, awake, awake, O sleeper, you know, rise up. I would just say to you, um, wherever you're at, Australia needs you. It needs your voice. It needs your prayers. And you might say, "I, I can't do much. You know, I'm stuck at home or whatever. I encourage you, pray, pray, pray. You know, um, find find the evangelist in your community and support them, pray for them, finance them, ask them how you can open doors for them. If you think you might be that evangelist, get out there, start sharing Jesus. But there are definitely some people that, that are, and some ministries, like I work for Youth for Christ. It's an amazing organization. YWAM, Youth for Christ, the Awakening Australia Move. There's so many. This radio station that you're listening to right mm-hmm. now, you yes, know, yes. like support this radio station, support those that are getting the gospel out there. And I just encourage everyone, now's our time. We have to lean in. We can't have disunity. Mm. We can't have competitiveness in the church. We need to come together. Um, a great thing that happens in Canberra every year, National Day of Prayer and Fasting, um, happens right there at Parliament. And I've been a part of that. I'm on their leadership team. And I just would say, Canberra, Australia, now's your time. Lean in. Mm-hmm. You can't do everything, but you can do something. Yes. And, uh, and it all starts with prayer. Yeah, absolutely. And so none of us can say, you know, we might have $2 in our bank account, but we've still, we've got full access to the treasury of heaven yes. in terms of prayer, yes, you know. For sure. And so let's store up our treasure in heaven. Let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. Yes. And let's really believe for Australia to be saved. Beautiful. Charles Spurgeon said once, God is the engine, we are the wheels. And this train of God's love, without the engine being turned on, your wheels can move, but you're not going anywhere without the engine being turned on or being fired up. So I think prayers is to really tap into the heart of God. And I really believe we are agents of God and, and God is the one doing the moving and we are doing the helping. So Matthew chapter 6, seek first his kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be given to you. And it's really actually a very profound verse. So his kingdom, which is the whole world, his righteousness, which is our relationship with God and other people's relationship with God, they just 
said everything. So I think a prayer is like that, isn't it? So you, you, you have that close relationship with God. You also care for what God cares about. Then you can be used by God. Yeah, and I will just just jump on that and say I do really believe that was one of the things that shifted for me when it came to prayer. Mm-hmm. I used to come to God with a shopping list. Mm-hmm. Now I come to God with God, what is on your heart? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Like oh, <laughs> I it has changed ev- it has changed everything for how I pray. So when yeah. I say um, dear God, please help you know yeah. those that are that are suffering right now around the world. You know that's a prayer, right? Yeah. But when I say, Oh God, what is your heart for those mm-hmm. that are suffering? And then I pray. You know, then it, I start to groan. Then I start to really because I get His heart, mm-hmm. and and I start invol- enforcing the heart of God in the heavenlies. You know, like we we actually get to partner with Him and speak his heart Mm -hmm. and that it has so much power like i don't think we realize you know billy graham said this and obviously you know as an evangelist he's one of my heroes he said he was someone asked him what would you do differently Mm -hmm. he said you know i think i'd probably speak less and pray more Mm. he said i would pray he said i would spend more time in prayer and you know he made an massive impact through his actions mm-hmm. and we need to have our actions we you know faith without works is dead right we need to do something with the gospel but we ha- cannot underestimate the power of prayer, prayer. Mm-hmm. you can preach in a stadium that's fantastic mm-hmm. but when when heaven gets moved because you've prayed mm-hmm. oh nations can be changed you know mm, i believe so. that andrew how can people be effectively praying every day and still have their time balanced yeah, it's a really good question. Mm-hmm. I think the <laughs> the biggest uh, thing, and it was funny, I was talking to a good friend of mine, Steve. Uh, he's uh, he's uh, travels with me, mm-hmm. and we were talking today about this. Is pray without ceasing, mm-hmm. you know? So, in the same way that you know, if you're an external processor, which I am, you know, I I talk to my wife about everything. I'm like, honey, what do you want to eat? You know, where do you want to go? What do you? What have you got on this afternoon? What are you thinking about? What do you? You know, in that same way, we should be interacting without ceasing with God. Hey God, you know, it sounds crazy, but hey God, what should I have for lunch today? Hey God, like which cafe should I stop in? You know, who do you? You know, who do you want me to encourage today? What's yes. on your heart today? Yes. And just as we go, you know, even walking in to get our petrol and say, God, you know, is who should I be encouraging today? How do I encourage this person be in front of me? Just tell them that what they do matters. Hey, thanks for the fuel. What you do matters. You know, I really appreciate the way that you serve me. God bless you. Oh, wow. I was at the airport today. I had not been to this same, it's a salad bar. Mm-hmm. I'd not been to the same salad bar for a few months. Mm-hmm. I walked into the salad bar and I said, hey, how's your study going? Because I remembered the girl that had worked there because some, a customer was rude to her mm. and I and I was the next in line. <laughs> and I said, she should not have spoken to you like that. You're mm. a child of God. God mm. loves you so much. And we began this conversation. Two months later, mm. I see her again. She lit up. She totally remembered who I was. You know, mm. we should never underestimate the power of remembering someone's name, of treating them like a child of God. But how do we do that? We do that by praying without ceasing, by constantly Mm. saying, hey, God, my whole day is yours. Mm. How do you want to use me? How do you know? And, and, And 
God, I just bless this person right now. I bless that person. You know, we're constantly mm-hmm. talking to him. We're asking him questions. We're praying what we feel, you know, is on his heart. And mm-hmm. and, and the reality is you can pray in the car. You can pray in the shower. You mm-hmm. can pray, you know, mm-hmm. when you're brushing your teeth. You, We can be praying constantly. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that's yeah, and good. so my encouragement to the busy person is pray as you as you go. As you I remember go. a friend yeah. of mine okay. who worked at a farm and he said people wouldn't know it because I'd be out on the tractor, but I was worshipping and praying out loud, you know. Oh, they couldn't hear him because of the noise, you know. That's and lovely. so whatever it yes. is that we're that we've we're doing. And the other thing I would say is like make the main thing the main thing. Mm-hmm. You know, seek ye first the kingdom, you know. Mm-hmm. Make the main thing the main thing. And if you have to say no to a couple of things so that you can say yes to prayer, yeah. then maybe it's time to get less busy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> There's another thought. Maybe people have that intention, but they just just don't feel the drive. Maybe being filled with God's Spirit, that might help with the desire to pray. What do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I grew up, um, this is in my book From Hater to Hill, I grew up in a very conservative tradition where the it was the holy spirit was so foreign and so <laughs> distant and so scary you know <laughs> and now i'm like oh holy spirit thank you you know lead me guide me you know fill me mm-hmm. this is what i believe i believe you know and this is a whole another conversation yes um, we've got to have you, you know, back well, for that yes but uh, I, I do really believe that when you become a Christian, you receive the Holy Spirit. And we see that in Scripture. At the same time, we see like the Holy Spirit coming with power. And so there are, there, it's kind of like you're full, but you, but you can be full to overflowing. There's more that you, there's always more available. I really do believe that. Yes. And so I just would encourage you right now, if you're saying, I, I want to pray. I want to share my faith. I want to... Self is in the way. Mm-hmm. Ask the Holy Spirit to come. Mm-hmm. You know, the fruits of the Spirit, if you're not seeing the fruits of the Spirit in mm-hmm. your life, yeah. it's not going to help if you prune the tree. It's not going to help if you fertilize the tree. It's not... You need to rip out the tree mm-hmm. that's not producing the fruit mm-hmm. and invite the tree that is producing the fruit. Yes. You want the fruit of the Spirit. You need to have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I just encourage um, anyone that's listening right now, what I might do is just pray for you mm-hmm. right now and that you would so be filled to overflowing with the Spirit of God mm-hmm. because it's it's when we are led by the Spirit, that's when prayer, evangelism, revival, everything we've talked about this afternoon, that's when that comes alive. So let me just pray right now. Let's do Father that. God, right now I just pray for every single person that is listening. I pray, Father, that you would uh, meet them right where they're at, that your Holy Spirit would mm-hmm. come in such a, a powerful, mighty way that mm-hmm. they would be filled Uh, to overflowing God. I thank you for the blood of Jesus. I thank you for what was purchased on the cross. And I pray, Lord God, for for my friends that are listening right now, my new friends, I pray, Lord God, that they would be so filled to overflowing. Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. come right now, lead and guide every area of their lives. And we love you, God, and we ask that you would have your way, that you would lead and guide us every single day in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> Thank you. I, I was going to ask you to pray. It's amazing. You realized that before I even asked. That was fantastic. <laughs> there we go. Oh, dear listeners, that was such a treat, a spiritual treat. And I hope that you're filled with God's love in your hearts now and ready to go for God. But remember the websites that Andrew uh, said before. So can you repeat those websites yeah, again? Yeah, so thescarbras.com. So it's just my last name, Scarborough, thescarbras.com. Or you can go to uh, yourawakening.tv and yeah even just just a simple search of uh, Pastor Andrew Scarborough on any podcast book platform mm. uh, really we're, we're all over the web and we would love to connect with you we've got resources and uh, we'd love to equip you to be the church wherever you live work and play Fantastic. Andrew, it has been an honor interviewing you. Thank you very much. I'm one inch taller spiritually now. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. 